This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. A friend of mine traveled to the Black Hills last week on Interstate 90. He said that when you ventured westward into South Dakota that there was a lot of corn with such a poor stand, you'd need to measure the distance between plants with a yardstick. Huge fields were planted that have very poor plant populations. Rain now would be of limited value as they will be harvested by crop insurance. He said that there was a lot more planted acreage in South Dakota than would be harvested acreage. I expect it's the same in North Dakota. North Dakota received some soaking rains not long ago, and we would note that there was no subsequent improvement in crop condition ratings. Spring wheat is the worst, but only 38% of corn in North Dakota, 33% in South Dakota was rated good. Soils were so dry that evaporation rates sucked the water back out too quickly. The epicenter of the Corn Belt has shifted north and west over recent years, so that the Dakotas and Minnesota have increased their respective weight in carrying U.S. grain and soy production, offsetting a decline in importance of the extreme eastern Corn Belt. In 2019, North Dakota grew 700,000 more acres of corn than Ohio did. Last year, Minnesota grew 2.6 million acres more corn than Indiana did. It is harder today for the eastern Corn Belt, where conditions are good to excellent, to offset crop losses in the northwest Corn Belt. Bears expect a big increase in planted acres in the June planted acres report next week. A lot of this increase in acres was expected from the Dakotas, as price had returned profitability to growing corn, and they rebounded from last year's heavy prevent plant acreage. I would argue that these acres will need to make grain to be harvested, and yields from this region may be very sub-trend line. Much of eastern Iowa, Illinois, including most of the eastern Corn Belt, are forecast to get soaking rains, even deluges, over the next few days. This will build soil moisture reserves so that pollination will be well watered, and this region should produce trendline positive yields. Some places in the Mid-South and Delta have been deluged by floods repeatedly, and have had to replant, so yields there will be much impaired. I want to dig deeper into the agronomic reality of the drought where we live here in northwest Iowa. Normal summer precipitation for the western Corn Belt is not enough rain to maximize yield potential. Crop needs at the peak of pollination are 1.75 inches per week on average. We may get one inch of rain. That is normally enough if there are adequate soil moisture reserves and temperatures are not heat extremes. We only got less than half an inch a week each week so far in June, so we are well below average for rainfall. How we make yield here in this region is from subsoil moisture reserves, making up for the period of time where rainfall is inadequate. This year, those reserves are being depleted. We can hold up to 11 inches of water in the soil profile, so crops draw on our moisture reserves when rainfall is inadequate. It took all of our soil moisture reserves in 2020 to get that crop through pollination. When the rain stopped a year ago in July, and thus our soil moisture reserves were depleted, our crop died prematurely. That cost me a good 10 bushel per acre of soybeans and 50 bushel per acre from our corn yield potential. Lacking recharge, there's not enough water in the ground at this time to duplicate last year where the soil moisture reserves at least got us through pollination. That means that we need 1.75 inches from unforecast rains, and at least 1.75 inches every week after that to make grain here. 
Water consumption varies greatly from temperature. We were back up to 91 degrees Wednesday for a high. The forecast now is that we will cool off for a few days, but then high pressure returns. The forecast for the next five days is that northwest Iowa, eastern South Dakota, North Dakota, and Minnesota gets less than a half inch of rain through the period. Heavier than expected totals would advance crop development and buy us some more time. These are timely rains for whoever gets them. If the forecast bears out as given and the northwest corn belt gets just a half inch or less and heat returns, crop condition here will collapse. It will quickly digress into a bona fide crop disaster in this major corn growing region. I'm now told that the analog years for matching rain and heat are 1955 and 56. I cannot confirm that as I was only three to four years old at the time. The climatologist that we utilize, Nutrient Ag's Eric Snodgrass, says there's a chance of a triple high pressure ridge setting up in July that would frankly bring back the hot, dry weather we just experienced earlier in June. If so, we will have a problem with our corn crop here. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 